Chair, staff is ready when you are. Great. Yeah, please start the 30-second. Hi, Chair. We are live. If uh, commissioners can please turn on your video, we will get started. Great. Good evening. Welcome to the City of Sacramento's Preservation Commission meeting for May 18th, 2022. Uh, clerk, please take the roll and commissioners, please unmute your mics. Thank you, Chair. Commissioners, please unmute and turn on your video. Commissioner Carter. Is absent. Commissioner Herrick. Here. Thank you. Commissioner Slavkin. Here. Thank you. Vice Chair Miller. Here. Thank you. And Chair Valenia. Here. Thank you. We have a quorum. Great. Thank you. Um, I'm going to read the powers and duties of the Preservation Commission. Uh, we don't do this every week, but uh, given that we have public hearings, we'll do this tonight. Um, so our powers and duties are um, as follows, to recommend to the city council policies and programs in support of historic preservation, including the goals and policies for the general plan and updates of the preservation program. Two, to evaluate and provide comments or recommendations on proposed plans, public and private development projects, and environmental reviews that are not subject under this chapter, but that may potentially affect physical development and historical preservation of the city. Three, to review and make recommendations to the State Office of Historic Preservation regarding nominations of property located within the city. Uh, four, assume duties assigned by the City Council pursuant to the certified local government provisions of the National Historic Preservation Act. And uh, five, to consult with, advise, and report to City Council annually on the Commission's duties and functions. So with that, um, for this evening, members of the public uh, participating via Zoom, uh, if you'd like to speak on an agenda item, please use the Zoom raise your hand feature when the item begins, uh, and uh, the clerk will call on you um, during public comment, and you will have two minutes to speak. So please rise for the opening acknowledgments in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. Commissioner Herrick will read the land acknowledgment. To the original people of this land, the Nisenan people, the Southern Maidu, Valley and Plains Maidu, Putwin-Wintun peoples, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe, may we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation of Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. Please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance led by Commissioner Slavkin. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Great, thank you. So we will move on to tonight's agenda. Uh, there are no changes to the agenda. Uh, there, let's see. 
On the consent calendar, we have one item, the approval of the minutes from April 20th, 2022. Uh, Clerk, are there any members of the public wishing to speak on this? Thank you, Chair. I have no speakers with their hands raised on this item. Great. Um, so do I have any comments or changes from the commissioners? Okay, then I will look for a motion. Uh, I'll put a motion forward to approve the minutes. Thank you. Do I have a second? Second the motion. Thank you. So I have a motion to approve the minutes by Commissioner Herrick and a second by Commissioner Slavkin. Clerk, please take the roll. Thank you, Chair. Commissioners, please unmute and turn on your video for roll call vote. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Herrick? Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Slavkin? Yes. Thank you. Vice Chair Miller? Yes. Thank you. And Chair Bologna? Yes. Thank you. Motion passes. Thank you. We'll move to the public hearing portion. Uh, item number two is the ordinance listing 424th Avenue, the CG Hidden Farmhouse as a landmark on the Sacramento Register of Historic and Cultural Resources. Are there any uh, recusals or disclosures from any commissioners? Great. With that, I will pass to staff for presentation. All right, thank you, Chair Volania. So we have uh, Preservation Planner Henry Fuse here to present the staff report on this item. Henry, go ahead, please. Uh, thank you, Director DeCourcy. I will now share my screen um, to my presentation for the landmark nomination for 424th Avenue. Um, so here we have um, the main photo of the CG Hidden Farmhouse, which is 424th Avenue and under file M22002. Um, so the, the owner of 424th Avenue approached the city after doing, um, there was some research performed early in the 2000s that um, ended up being incorrect, performed by Ed Carroll, who was, um, now works at the Office of Historic Preservation. And that work was um, performed, but then it was uh, Due to mapping um, inconsistencies, we, he discovered that, that uh, his research was actually incorrect for the wrong building. So the owner of 424th Avenue approached the city last year and new uh, research was performed by our preservation intern, Caitlin Grieb, um, who was able to um, do a lot of deed research and probate research to determine that the house was likely built in 1860s um, and is a strong example of the agricultural past of the city of Sacramento. So here we have the location of 424th Avenue. It is an upperland park. You can see um, on the left of the, in, uh, how close to the river it is. And you can see in the right aerial view, uh, the current parcel that um, the 424th Avenue uh, CG Hidden Farmhouse is located on. Um, so just to make it clear, the, the, as this is a large parcel um, and there are two buildings on the parcel that are dwelling units or, um, the farmhouse is no longer a dwelling unit, but um, the, this nomination is for the status of only the 1860 farmhouse and not the 1966 mid-century modern building on the property. 
Um, so, like I said before, the building was built in the 18, between 1860 and 1864, um, likely by C.G. Hidden. It is a strong building um, tied to the agricultural past of the city of Sacramento. You can see in the photo um, aerial view on the right, the 1937 view of the, the aerial, how even at that point in 1937, there was barely any uh, development around the building and it was still an agricultural area. And especially uh, important with this building is it is a rare example of a brick farmhouse um, from this era. So here are some more photos of the site. You can see it has been slightly uh, modified, um, but still retains a high uh, level of integrity. Um, and much of those uh, changes are, are cosmetic changes. Um, so you, you note the whitewashed brick and, and the agricultural setting and the rural setting is still, still mostly intact with this building. Um, so with that, staff recommends the Preservation Commission make a recommendation to the City Council that 424th Avenue is eligible for listing on the Sacramento Register. Thank you. I will not take any questions if anyone has any. Thank you. Are there any questions from the commissioners? Or uh, any uh, comments or... I think that Ariel is, uh, I have, go ahead. <laughs> sorry, I guess I have one quick question. Um, I guess as far as, I mean, this is a pretty fantastic building. I certainly had no idea anything like that was down there. Um, how, no, I understand there was some initial research done, but how, I guess, was this building sort of first surveyed, documented, and what was, what sort of brought it to everybody's attention? I'm just kind of curious what the backstory on that is. So the owner of the property did bring it to our attention to uh, nominate at this time. Um, but if you're asking also how, uh, you're asking how the research was uh, tied to this, the CG Hidden family or person or? Um, I, it was more like the initial initial survey because I know you said um, uh, one gentleman from the Office of Historic Preservation was involved. I was just curious if it was maybe tied to like a Caltrans survey or was, did somebody put together um, a sort of, a permit application or I, I guess what just kind of started this oh yeah so it was an owner approach the city and, and the uh our preservation intern completed that research okay uh commissioner herrick were you referring to the um the work done by uh ed carroll from ohp yes the, yeah so the uh so ed carroll performed this research actually as a graduate student um and he and so he worked on it years ago He's friends with the owner and um, got it basically to a National Register nomination ready to submit and then came across sort of the needle in the haystack uh, piece of evidence that that threw off his whole his whole narrative. <laughs> and so it's uh, it's a fun story um, now that we've sort of finished the research and got it to completion. But Ed has a lot of. Uh, a lot of heartburn about not finishing it. Uh, you know, life got in the way, and so we uh, understandable. We're able to pick up the ball and uh, and and really figure out the the story behind it. So that's great. Thank you for that. Yeah, I think it's a surprise to anyone to see the those images of uh, that early of a building uh, and the. Um, I think when you see it on the ordinance, you do see the hidden 
name of it and go, oh, I can see it's hidden. And then you read on and go, oh, I, the name was hidden. So it, I think it has a great lore, um, uh, certainly. And from even that aerial that you showed, we see the uh, trees on the um, kind of north and east exist in 1937 uh, as they do today. And so I think that uh, the setting is just so important um, for this uh, that while we don't necessarily landmark trees, uh, that it, they're mentioned multiple times um, in the uh, certainly in the DPR form, and it's mentioned as well that these walnut trees that surround it really do give it that context, um, which as everything else gets built up around it, that um, to understand this farmhouse in context is so important because it's otherwise so out of place in uh, modern uh, land parks. So uh, I think that's a really helpful um, image to see. Uh, so if there are any other uh, comments? Um, there aren't any. I will take a motion um, to move staff's recommendation. So moved. Do I have a second? A second, second. motion. Second by uh, Vice Chair Miller. Uh, so I have a, a motion by Commissioner Carter to move staff's recommendation and a second by Vice Chair Miller. Uh, Clerk, please take the roll. Thank you, Chair. Uh, commissioners, please unmute and turn on your video for roll call vote. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Herrick? Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Slavkin? Yes. Thank you. Vice Chair Miller? Yes. Thank you. And Chair Bologna? Yes. Thank you. Motion passes. Thank you. We will move on to uh, public hearing item three. This is the growers district. And again, I'll ask if there are any recusals or disclosures from any commissioners. Okay. Uh, so with that, I will pass to staff. All right, thank you, Chair Bologna. Um, so for this item, we have uh, Angel uh, and Guan. <laughs> I knew I would mispronounce your last name. I'm sorry, Angel uh, Anguiano, with uh, with uh, the Community Development Department to present the staff report for this item. My apologies. That's okay, Sean. Thank you. Yes, hi everyone. Uh, good evening, Commissioners. Uh, my name is Angel Anguiano, and I'm the uh, project planner for agenda item number three. I will be sharing my screen here for a brief presentation. Can everyone see that? Yes. Great. Thank you. So, um, the applicant. Uh, the applicant is proposing a mixed-use development on three separate sites, uh, Site 200, Site 211, and 215, on approximately uh, 5.24 acres within the River District. Uh, the proposal includes the construction of 525 dwelling units 
and 70,887 square feet of commercial space. Uh, the project site is generally located along North 16th Street, uh, directly north of North B Street, east, or, east of Cahern Street, uh, west of North 18th Street, and south of North C Street. Uh, the current land uses of the site, uh, site 200 and site 211 are vacant warehouses and, a vacant, and vacant land on site 215. Uh, the existing surrounding land uses include a warehouse and a public storage facility to the north, uh, warehouses to the south and east, and vacant land and warehouses to the west. Uh, the current general plan land use designation for site 200, uh, 211, and 215 are all within the employment center low rise. Uh, as you can tell on the exhibit, all the other surrounding land uses are also within this designation. Uh, the current zoning designation of all three sites are within the heavy commercial and river district specific plan. Uh, the same designations are found to the north, east, west, and general commercial and river district special planning district to the south. Uh, the project site is also located within the North 16th uh, historic district boundaries outlined in green. Uh, further south on the uh, other side of the railroad tracks are the C Street the historic district plan and the Washington district historic district plan. Uh, as you can tell in the exhibit, uh, site 200 and site 211 are wholly within the historic district plan. Uh, the site 215 is just outside the boundaries. Uh, site 200 includes the adaptive reuse of the former old produce terminal uh, through its conversion into 66,000 square feet of commercial space and the construction of two buildings with 350 multi-unit dwellings. A five-story building addition will be located on the north wing of the existing building and an eight-story building will be located towards the center of the site. Site 211 includes the adaptive reuse of the former Rulant office furniture through its conversion into 3,000 square feet of commercial space and 105 multi-unit dwellings. Uh, portions of the building will be demolished with the character-defining features retained. The conversion will result in a five-story building. Uh, site 215 includes the construction of 1,887 square feet of commercial space and 70 multi-unit dwellings within the new five-story building. Uh, here's just a, another exhibit uh, to provide you with a little bit more perspective. Uh, North B Street, you can find, follow my cursor, is located south on the south edge of the project. Uh, the areas in blue are uh, the buildings that will be preserved, um, including on site 200, site 211, you can tell by the old, old uh, Rulon's office furniture site, and to the east of site 215, uh, which is uh, still within the project site, outside the project boundaries, but um, still within the historic district. This is an elevation of site 200. Uh, as part of the project approval, uh, specific design guidelines and criteria were included. Uh, architectural styles, colors, and materials for the project were included consistent with the North 16th Historic District Plan. Uh, 
Um, as part of the application review process, uh, the proposal was routed to surrounding neighbors, property owners, and community groups, including the River District Business Improvement, the River District Business Improvement, uh, Drayer Track Neighborhood Association, uh, Marshall New Era Neighborhood Association, Blue Diamond Growers, Preservation Sacramento, and Civic Thread. Uh, staff did receive letters from a few other groups, uh, which are included in the attachment 17 in the staff report. Uh, planning staff recommends approval of the proposed uh, site plan design review and tree permit project and recommends upon conclusion of the public hearing that the planning that the preservation commission forward a recommendation approval to the planning and design commission uh, recommending to the city council approval of the project. Um, this concludes my presentation. Uh, planning staff is available to answer any questions. Um, the applicant is also here today to give a brief presentation. Thank you. Did you, I couldn't quite hear, did you say uh, the applicant was making a presentation or is just available for questions? Uh, they're here to give a presentation. Okay, great. Are there any questions from commissioners uh, from the staff presentation? Oh, okay, then we'll, we'll move on to the applicant, thank you. I'll, I'll uh, introduce myself. I'm uh, Ian Barth. I'm with the ownership group, uh, Bowen Capital. And um, we have done uh, two other projects uh, in downtown Sacramento uh, that have historic significance uh, along K Street that you might be familiar with. Um, I think another interesting uh, point to mention is that this project is also an opportunity zone project. Uh, so um, that means that we will invest significant capital and also will uh, be invested with the community for, for the long haul. Um, and uh, I also um, think that our design uh, incorporates the existing structures quite well, uh, reactivates the neighborhood, and, and will hopefully make that a, a clean and safe place for the community to enjoy for years to come. Uh, and so I'd like to turn it over to uh, Mark with uh, Verlocus Grown Architecture, who can uh, elaborate on the design and, and the vision. Great. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Mark Gruen uh, with Verlacus Gruen Architects, and I'm not sure. Can I share my screen? Is that a possibility at this time to share the presentation? Looks like I might be able to, so I'll, I'll go ahead and open that up. Hopefully, everybody can hear me and see me. Um, and so, yeah, we're very excited uh, for our city here, uh, for this area especially. Uh, we view this uh, as an opportunity for a very transformative project in the North 16th area. I think we're all familiar with the site. We all have driven past going out of town. We've all um, seen how it's been somewhat underutilized for a significant amount of time. Um, its name, I thought I'd just give a brief overview. Its name is uh, kind of right now the Growers District, and that stems from uh, some of the historical uses of the sites and this, notably the uh, site 200, this area here. Um, and the building you see is part of that, um, that site. And it was once the produce terminal back uh, in the, over a hundred years ago. And it was a place, and we'll look at a couple of photos here shortly, but this, this is sort of that recognizable tower on the south um, east end of the site. 16th street would be right here. And as Ian said, all of this is slated to be restored um, as part of this project. 
we all know where the site is. Uh, the, the, uh, the yellow uh, areas here are the three main components. And um, the area in general, the river district in this area has seen sort of um, some resurgence of activity for uh, development. Uh, I think we know that the Marisol project up here is being completed and will bring uh, housing uh, to the area. Um, the, the, fire, this, this, uh, the fire station is now, I believe it's complete on this uh, site, if you can see my cursor. And so uh, that too has gone in. We've got cottage housing. We know pipe works and there's a brewery there now. So things are starting to fill in in this area. And as, um, as the documents uh, indicate, we're looking to bring pretty much um, a massive, critical mass of housing in order to uh, rejuvenate and um, kickstart the area. So over 500 units is what we're proposing here to, uh, to bring um, life and energy to some of these streets uh, and areas and hopefully spur additional growth. This, you know, this is a great uh, empty warehouse, brick buildings that uh, everybody could probably see great potential and use for. Pipeworks, as I said, is already happening. Um, this, some of these other buildings and areas here all have great potential um, and hopefully this project uh, plays a part in revitalizing that area. Um, Page and Turnpole was the historical consultant on the project and, and found some very um, useful photographs from way back when. And here is that um, produce terminal exchange building that we're talking about. We call it kind of the U-shaped building for short. And um, what that was, was uh, uh, produce uh, farmers would bring their goods in and grocers and city people would come in to purchase that in the morning and bring it to their shops in the afternoon. So it was quite a hub of activity. This is the existing Rulons building. And I think the most of these other ones are probably gone. I think Blue Diamonds here, actually Pipeworks building, that's sitting right here. Kind of fascinating to see these old photos. This one, especially here, you can kind of see um, how the produce terminal was used. Um, and they would all back up to this sort of loading dock and exchange and unload um, fruit, vegetables, whatever the farm produce was. And I think there was even a restaurant here at the time that uh, for breakfast and lunch that people could uh, eat at as they uh, sold and, and did their business. Um, just to the left, uh, upper left is just, a, there was a fire in, and noted in the Sacramento Bee on the Rulons building, which is the one that uh, is also looking to be um, res uh, partially restored uh, on the street frontages. And so uh, exciting to see um, what these things were. And, and uh, it's always good to know the history. That's where kind of the growers district um, comes from. Here's kind of an overview aerial, again, noting these uh, three sites. Here's the U-shape, uh, the U-building, and the, um, there's the little tower. And again, uh, looking to restore all of this perimeter uh, frontage and all of the interior frontage this is a raised loading dock uh, with warehouse door access to some of the interior areas. And then there's also warehouse door, roll-up door type access on the perimeters of these areas as well. There's an existing loading dock that's looking to be restored along the southern edge. Um, this little, this is kind of an interesting point as well, this little tower that you see, kiosk, it was kind of a guard watchtower, I think, for a while, is looking to be maintained and even incorporated into the newer building that you saw earlier that would go down the center uh, into the two-story lobby space. We're hoping to maintain that as well. Could be a very kind of fun uh, experience. 
Uh, and then these two kind of, uh, they're not really towers, but they're kind of noted marquee presence along 16th Street. At Rulon's uh, or Site 211, we're looking to maintain the frontages and this tile roof that's, uh, that's existing. And most of the other uh, parts of the building are um, old, uh, newer than some of these older areas and, and just uh, tin warehouse type, type structures. So yeah, as um, Angel had shown, this is sort of the uh, new massing kind of study. And you can see it's bringing it's bringing a fair amount of units in. And the goal, again, is to create energy and life to these areas. Uh, hopefully, this, uh, with some of the roadside improvements, uh, there, um, the 16th Street doesn't become such a thoroughfare. You know, ultimately, the goal, and I think it's the uh, River District's goal as well, is to make this a walkable area with uh, bike, uh, bike paths and um, people here for a reason and not just passing through. Um, so three buildings, um, two of them would be five-story over podium buildings. Uh, this one up here is about 70 units. This one's here about 110 units. And then the, uh, the buildings here, this building two would uh, be a podium building um, over, over the existing uh, building. So it's set back. All of these are set back from the street frontages and from the, the existing building. This one sits kind of in the middle of it and the ground floor would be, uh, be maintained as um, uh, tenant space, commercial tenant space, and you'll see that shortly too. Small green area for, for tenants and um, parking within um, the building as well and around some of the perimeters. So I'll just go through some concept views. These are schematic kind of studies that show kind of like here is the looking at it from 16th street let's zoom it up a little bit kind of what's there now there's site 211 there's the mini tower i guess of the u-shaped building and then what we kind of envision is uh what this could be with uh um, the life of the living units above but also restoring the the existing um mini towers here and the and maybe it's better to look at this one down but taking um improvements all around that existing brick um, facade of the U-shaped building. And here's that existing loading dock. We see that as becoming um, an area for walkable uh, entry to shops and um, offices, whatever tenants may go um, into the existing building. And there, these steps up that we've, we've, since it's all accessible, it would have ramps as needed. And um, that would be continuous around the ring of the building. You kind of see over here the existing where that's kind of what it is now and that's kind of over here to the right is what we're hoping to see it become. Now we're kind of jumping to the north side of the U-shaped building. This is B Street, uh, C Street, sorry, and looking south kind of along the existing building again same type of thing, uh, loading dock. Uh, this one would be a new dock that brings you up to the level uh, of the warehouse uh, and of the interior spaces of the existing building. Everything's up about two to three, two and a half, three feet. Um, and you can see how it'd be similar. There would be parking and walking and landscape around. Um, this is the building on site 215. And in the back, we'll see shortly, uh, 16th Street is here. And you can see sort of the living spaces of site 211. 
this is kind of 16th street looking southwest against the corner as well again uh, setting these buildings back from the existing uh, perimeter building even the front entry um, lobby for the new building is set back significantly about 16 17 feet from the face of sidewalk and these existing um, buildings that you see here this one's just kind of a close-up of the site 211 this is what's slated to be maintained um, um, in the new building and you can kind of see how that is maintained here even possibly looking to reincorporate the Rulon building sign which is kind of an iconic sign you see I think the cow I don't think we have the cow in there yet at this point but uh, that's another thing everybody's commonly uh, seen as they come up 16th here so really uh, this is kind of a, a cool aspect of it as well the main entry lobby for the building uh, for this living units would be on the north side here on Thornton Avenue and it would utilize some of that existing um, building for lobby for lobby uses um, for tenant amenities. So this we see this as being something that um, is open for um, open to the street experience uh, via windows, and you'll be able to see activity and life going on in there as well. Um, roof decks uh, up at the top, balconies that kind of uh, bring eyes on the street, and um, new improvements along 16th Street, including. Um, things that have been worked out with the public works and uh, of the city, planters, trees, and uh, parking to some extent. All of it, as you just included this, uh, standards of rehabilitation by the Secretary of Interior standards, uh, all of that is looking to be incorporated and has been worked out with the city staff as well. And two more slides. One, just back on this U-shaped building, some of the planned um, sort of amenities or uh, maybe a feel of what that could look like. So if this is the site plan, you can kind of see um, the, uh, the parking is sort of set up as on 16th Street, you'd enter from the north side and be able to exit out the south. Um, it's two lane um, uh, double loaded parking. And the, this loading dock that is existing there in its perimeter, that would all be restored as well. And, you know, that would, ideal, you know, you can kind of see this is a view of that loading dock from kind of the north side here looking to the north. So the goal is that this becomes a very urban walkable market slash offices slash um, interior um, shopping, that kind of thing. And some of the inspirations for that could be, you know, Pike's Market in Seattle. Chelsea Market in New York, where you're walking an interior corridor, we see that kind of happening at the north side here, and there are shops on either side, both open to North C Street and open to the, the walkable uh, loading dock area around the interior perimeter. And then one other key thing that I think is worth noting is just the landscape here. Right now out there, it's pretty desolate, if you recall. Um, this is the landscape plan um, done with Cunningham engineers fair amount of trees coming in, fair amount of parking along the street frontage, all per the River District um, master plan. And then notably in the northwest corner is an opportunity for sort of the historic park is what we're labeling it as. And it would be um, a green space. You can see it developed a little more here on the landscape plan. Green space, DG with some sitting tables and some um, uh, walkable um, areas for tenants, if, if there's a deli or someplace in this uh, building, they can eat it out here. 
but also historic plaques and some um, um, information about the history of the site uh, on multiple levels. Uh, I think there was a particular family that uh, uh, was noted in the historic document that had ties to this area that they would look to um, pay, uh, recognize in historic plaques and whatnot. So it's a lot, uh, a lot of information I know. Um, this is the last slide, but it sort of gives you a char the character and design of the, um, some of the materials and precedent images that we use as architects to sort of set the tone of what we hope this place could feel like. Uh, utilizing brick, not in, in uh, false historical ways, but in modern contemporary ways. And that would go next to the historical brick. So you know what's new and you know what's uh, been there a while. Uh, small green spaces and urban parks that uh, hopefully we're able to incorporate um, into, as you saw, into some of these areas. And then these upper walkable areas that maybe have restaurants or delis or uh, even just uh, shops along them as well. So a lot uh, a ground covered. Hopefully this was helpful. And um, again, we're excited about it. And uh, thank you for your time and consideration of it. I'll turn it back to, I think that was it on the owner's side. So um, I'll turn it back to the chair. Thank you. Um, do I have any commissioner questions on the applicant's presentation? No. Okay, then uh, do we have any public comment, clerk? Chair, I have no speakers with their hand raised for this item. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, then we will um, close public comment and um, commissioners have a chance to discuss, comment uh, on the project uh, before we uh, move to a motion. I have a, a question, sort of an oversight on the area. I'm, I'm in that area. I've been in there for about 25 years. And what are the contingencies or plans for the um, huge homeless and transient population that's in there, and along with all the people from Loaves and Fishes, Salvation Army, and United Gospel Mission? Um, is there a plan on what they're going to do about this population? Carlo, did you want to address that question? Sure. Thank you, Director DeCorsi. This is Carlo Felix, Senior Planner for the Central Area. Um, as a part of this project, the applicants are not required or um, are not required to provide any amenities to those existing persons living at that location. Um, those locations are off-site, so they are not part of this project. Um, so, and I apologize, I, I, I may not be answering your question. Um, if perhaps the commissioner could clarify um, for me, I could probably better answer that for you. I, I guess my question, I was just thinking this on a high, uh, high level thing is, I see it every day and I'm just wondering as they gentrify these areas, they keep moving them out and out and out without a plan of what to do with them. I'm just curious if it's being addressed or just swept under the rug. It, because it affects the areas. I mean, like I said, I'm in it every day and deal with it. 
Understood. What we can do as staff is um, uh, is contact the Department of Community Resources and let them know about this project. Um, but at this time, um, I don't have a good response for you in terms of. Well, I'm not looking for you to solve the world's problems on this. I was just I was just curious if they were thinking about addressing it. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. I guess I have a quick question and sorry, Sean, this is um, probable for you. I just want to confirm uh, what it exactly is being asked of us. It's to uh, recommend to, for the planning commission to recommend this to city council uh, for those zoning changes. Is that correct? So this is a unusual um, request of this commission because this this is actually an approval by city council. Um, and so there's there has been some dialogue. Carlo's actually been uh, probably the most um, most closely involved in the determining the review process. So I'll let him address the specifics, but I can I can uh, provide that uh, guidance. Go ahead. Thank you. So um, this project includes uh, three entitlements, a rezone, site plan design review, and a tree permit. The rezone pursuant to Title 17 of the Sacramento City Code is under the purview of the Planning and Design Commission. And this commission has purview over site plan design review as well as the tree permit. Our code also states that uh, when an entitlement requires city council review, all of those entitlements associated with the project are considered together as one and final action will be taken by the city council. So in this case, it is slightly unusual in the sense that this commission will be making a recommendation to the planning and design commission and at their own public hearing will also consider the rezone and then forward their own recommendation to city council for final action. Thank you. I guess to the point of the, uh, the tree permit and the removal of the uh, trees, I don't know that we covered that. Apologies if you, yeah, if you showed it and, and I missed it. Um, Angel, did you want to provide a summary of that entitlement? Yes, absolutely. So, um, the city's urban forestry department reviewed the application and the existing trees on site. And upon evaluation of, uh, of the existing conditions and the tree report being prepared, urban forestry um, is okay with the removal of the trees. They're located right now along North 16th Street in front of site 200. Um, so the existing site or the existing conditions of the trees are, are poor. So they, they would benefit from it should probably be removed and um, new trees will be planted in their, in their place. Do they have any record of when those trees were planted? Um, I don't believe the, the Arbor's report went into that detail. Okay. I'm, I don't know that, you know, records that um, are kept on that specifically, but uh, interesting along 16th street given that the um there will be street improvements with this with all of this um just curious how long those have been there um okay any other comments 
questions from the commissioners? I think in general, I, it's, um, I think it's a great project for the area, the housing, um, no one would contest needing. Uh, in terms of the trees, I'm okay with the street trees being removed. That's uh, pretty typical. Um, I do think one of the, in those last few slides of the landscape within the U, uh, showing new trees there, uh, I think will be kind of developed through the rest of the design process. Uh, it is obviously as a produce terminal, it did not have trees maybe within it originally. Uh, and while we all live in Sacramento and know how hot it is here, and again, we are, pro tree in that type of industrial setting. Um, I think that'll be something to think about uh, what how that works with the historic buildings. Um, beyond that, I think the demolition behind, with the, the Rulon's building uh, makes sense and that that maintains the uh, historic district, but that that building on its own uh, is not eligible. So I I think I'm okay with the uh, with the uh, with staff's recommendation as presented, um, recommending to council this project, um, but open to hear everyone else's thoughts. Or um, if none, I will look for a motion. Chair, I I agree with you. Um, definitely on the the tree permit side of things. Um, when I think or 16th Street, uh, I was surprised to even <laughs> go back to like Google Earth and see that there were trees there. So um, yeah, um, I think your point about sort of within, forgive me, I think my dog's barking in the background, um, having the trees on the inside of that EU um, could be interesting. I think there might be some opportunities from a landscape side, maybe do some more like, uh, like a more robust, like potted, um, a tree or some kind of um, something like that that still sort of maintains maybe some of that material palette so it's not just uh, I don't know there's some opportunities there and I'm not an architect so I'll leave that to the professionals um, I guess the one thing that really stood out for me was just the height of the buildings it's such a departure from the um, what's there already although that said I think that the way that it's been approached, um, certainly with the setbacks, um, uh, with the new elements kind of um, on the, the street face that reflect like the established uh, height and sort of rhythm that you found find throughout the um, throughout the adjacent contributors. I think it's I think it's pretty successful. So um, yeah, I'm I'm comfortable putting this uh, making that recommendation to the. Yeah, I agree. The scale certainly um, to get that the amount of units in uh, are quite tall for that for what that area looks like now. Um, but we understand that's changing, and I think the view corridor along 16th Street uh, with the the height within that U uh, uh, setback helps you still read um, that historic that corridor um, without it. I do. I think depending on which uh, SketchUp version we were looking at, you either saw that um, 
that little guard tower or not. So I think there's uh, I think there's some uh, development there uh, for what that ends up looking like. But um, yeah, I think this uh, will be will be a really um, hopefully successful addition to that area. Absolutely. Um, I do think it's great that the applicant is considering the um, potential um, interpretive component. I think uh, something like this, it's maybe not, you know, a story that is at the forefront of most of our minds, but I think it's really important, especially the history of the city. Um, and I think uh, certainly telling the history of that neighborhood. So um, yeah, I, I I think the interpretive component uh, for this project going forward, um, I, I think there's some great opportunities there, so. Then uh, I have a motion. And this would be to uh, move staff's recommendation, which is this the recommendation to council. I'll move that we uh, move the recommendation from staff as written. Thank you. Uh, do I have a second? I'll second it. Thank you. So I have a motion uh, by Vice Chair Miller and a second by Commissioner Slavkin. Uh, clerk, please take the roll. Thank you, Chair. Commissioners, please unmute and turn on your video for roll call vote. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Herrick? Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Slavkin? Yes. Thank you. Vice Chair Miller? Yes. Thank you. And Chair Volania? Yes. Thank you. Motion passes. Thank you. So we uh, are going to return back to item two briefly, uh, the ordinance listing 424th Avenue. And we wanted to uh, check uh, clerk if there had been any public comment for that item. Thank you, Chair. I just want to take a few moments to see if we get any hands raised for this item. It'll be item number two, as stated by the chair. And Chair, just for the record, we have no hands raised for this item. Thank you. And City, City Clerk, could you confirm there were no hands raised at the time we the time the commission originally heard this item? Yes, of course. Thank you. Um, for the record purposes, um, while we were um, speaking about this item and then we went into it, um, there were no hands raised for the record um, during item number two. Thank you. Uh, Madam Clerk, can you um, also uh, check on, I see we have one call-in user, uh, last four digits, 9647. Um, can you check to make sure that that call-in user um, is is not trying to speak on the item? Um, sorry, Director. They would have to have their hands raised, and that option is currently available in our Zoom right now. So if they want to raise a hand, they may do so at this time. Okay, so that's available for call-in users as well? Absolutely. Okay. Oh. And it looks like we just... Got one, one moment. 
So I do have a public comment. It looks like it'll be from Claire Flynn. Um, I will give you the ability to speak. And Claire, you can go ahead and state your comment if you have one. Claire, you have the floor. Claire, we can hear you if you would like to make a comment on item two. Okay, I don't know if there's technical difficulties, but she is unmuted and I have given her the ability to speak. Okay, and then she muted herself, so there will be no more public comments for item two, for the record. Thank you. and. Uh... Do we consider that a public comment that we need to go back through the item or is that, do we think it was just a technical difficulty that that was not? Hi, Chair. It sounds like no public comment, so I think you're okay to move on to your next okay. item. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you everyone for your patience with that. Uh, so we will now move on to agenda item four the uh, African-American Experience Support Ad Hoc Committee. All right, thank you, Chair Valanya. I just have a few remarks on this, uh, on item number four. So as you recall, in uh, late 2021, preservation staff applied for and received a $50,000 grant from the African-American Heritage Action Fund. This is a grant fund administered by the National Trust for Historic Preservation. <clears throat> We propose to prepare a citywide historic context statement and survey focused on the historical African-American experience in Sacramento from the city's early history to the recent past. At this time, staff is recommending the Preservation Commission appoint no more than two members to serve on an ad hoc subcommittee supported by city staff and members of the public. This subcommittee would meet monthly for the duration of the project, which is approximately 12 more months the subcommittee's primary responsibilities would be to participate in the public outreach process, public education, review and comment on draft documents, and generally assist assisting staff and our consulting team by responding to requests for assistance during the project. Um, please note that staff is contemplating forming another ad hoc subcommittee in the near future, so there may be a chance for other members of the commission beyond the two that we hope you'll appoint today to serve on a different ad hoc subcommittee in the coming months um, that the, the subcommittee has not been uh, finalized yet. So we're not prepared to discuss it in detail, but uh, be aware that we are working on that. This concludes my remarks on the item um, and I'd be glad to answer any questions from the commissioners. 
great. Thank you. Do, uh, are there any questions from the commissioners uh, other than the uh, toddler uh, in the other room? Um, so this is, I think this is a really exciting um, opportunity. Um, it's a, uh, this is just gonna be an incredible project um, and we are really excited for the outcome. So uh, uh, Commissioner Slopkin. Yeah, if it's appropriate, I'd like to um, nominate myself for the subcommittee. I um, This kind of public engagement work is is what I got involved in the commission in the first place for and where I think I have a real skill set in a way that I'm I'm not an architect or an archeologist like some of you. Um, I also live here, spend quite a lot of time um, in district five in Oak Park where I know a lot of this work and some of the community organizations are based. So I would love to be involved in getting, getting more of our city involved in this project and making it the best we can do. Great, thank you. And I, I think we'll, um in general, by being on one subcommittee, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't preclude you from serving. Um, we like to spread things out, but at the same time, it doesn't you know, necessarily preclude you, I don't believe, from serving on another in the future. Um, anyone else, uh, anyone else want to self uh, nominate? We don't um, uh, vote on this. So, or maybe we do vote on, I guess we vote on, we do a point in, so, but um, is anyone else interested uh, tonight? I'd be happy to volunteer too. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, any other questions or comments about this? Okay. I have questions about this mystery new subcommittee, but I guess we'll have to save those for later. <laughs> we, um, yes, you'll save those for later, but in, I think in general, um, the, I think there's lots happening in the city and this is, um, we do get to review projects here and there, but um, certainly as a commission, this is a talented group of people that um, we would like to be, um, yeah, certainly involved and um, doing more uh, outside of just these meetings. So, um, uh, so for this subcommittee, um, the recommendation is to pass a motion creating the ad hoc uh, subcommittee, and then uh, item two is appointing uh, the uh, two members to serve on it. So. Uh, a motion would be to create the subcommittee and then um, we are appointing Commissioner Slavkin and Herrick to the uh, to the subcommittee. So I have a motion to that extent. Sounds like you just moved it, but I'll, <laughs> I'll make such a motion that we create the ad hoc committee and appoint the two commissioners noted. Thank you. I have a second. I'll second. Thank you. Um, so I have a motion by Vice Chair Miller and a second by Commissioner Herrick. Uh, clerk, please take the roll. Thank you, Chair. And just for the record on this item, we have no public comments. So I Thank will now, you. yeah, of course. 
So commissioners, can you please unmute and turn on your video for roll call vote? Commissioner Carter? Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Herrick? Yes. Commissioner Slavkin? Yes. Vice Chair Miller? Yes. And Chair Valania? Yes. Thank you, motion passes. Thank you. Um, so we'll move on to commissioner comments, ideas, questions, any reports from conferences. Okay. I don't think I see anyone up. So, um, We'll move on to public comments, matters not on the agenda. Clerk, do we have any hands raised? Thank you, Chair. I have no members of the public with their hands raised to speak on this item. Thank you. All right, uh, then we will move to the director's report. Director DeCourcy. All right, thank you, Chair Valania. Um, I have just two items for the director's report this evening. So first, uh, our two preservation interns, Caitlin and Nicole, have moved on to other opportunities. Um, we are recruiting two new preservation interns and have had a terrific response from our position posting. So we will be holding interviews, uh, hopefully later this week and early next, um, to select these two new interns. We're hoping that these uh, interns will, at least one of them will be uh, involved in the African-American experience grant that we're working on and we have a special project in mind for the other for the other intern as well so we've sort of targeted these um, advertisements to focus on specific skill sets um, so we're really excited to bring on these two new staff people um, our timing's very uh, well suited to the academic year in that we're just entering summer so students are looking for summer internship opportunities so um, it's a it's a good opportunity for us in the department Next, um, you may have noticed that Commissioner Weisley is absent tonight. Unfortunately, Commissioner Weisley and his family moved out of the city and his seat in particular relied on his continued residence within the city limits. Um, therefore, uh, he can no longer serve on the commission. So he has uh, reluctantly resigned and the, uh, the clerk's office is working to fill uh, his, that vacancy and the other vacancy that we have on the commission and anticipates having those seats filled. Um, we do have candidates um, that have submitted applications um, and they are hoping to have those, those candidates uh, seated should the, the city council approve their appointments um, by at the earliest July and by the uh, latest August. So July or August, we should have two new faces on the commission. So um, we're looking forward to to that conclusion. This concludes uh, the two items that I had for you this evening, and uh, I can answer any questions this time. Great. Any questions? Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, with that, we will adjourn the meeting. Um, have a good evening. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye, Bye everyone. See you. Bye.